I am confident about is that what we've laid out over this, you know, your next, um, you know, uh, 50, you know, 50 minutes or so uh, for our listeners are going to encompass like the 80 to 85 percent of what you need to do in order to set yourself up for success of turning their side hustle into something that is a solopreneur venture uh, that you can actually uh, scale and be able to monetize. What does it take for you to be great? Keep it a hundred, bro, you know the answer. Pursuing your purpose, creating profits, building legacy. Anything less, how could you even fathom? Just sit back and imagine all that can truly happen when you pursue your passions. Yeah. So eliminate distractions and get back to that action. That's the law of attraction. You gotta build a team to build a dream. Family, faith, and focus counsel can only build a king. Are you prepared to reign? Cause whether you weather the weather, the weather won't change. Uh, whether you weather the weather, your weather won't change. Uh, say true to the vision. Say true to the mission. Gotta get to the finish. Take a moment to listen. And come and see it through our eyes. We'll show you what it means to live uncompromised. We're uncompromised. 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 Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast presented to you by the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Coaches Group. Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? Are you ready for football? My bad. I digress. Uh, (laughs) If you said yes to any of those other questions, then this is the podcast for you. Uh, This is a show where we teach you what it takes to pursue purpose, create profits and build legacy. I am Jimmy Gonzalez. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Devon Watts, Jr. Entrepreneurs. How's it going? Yes. If you are a new or loyal listener, please feel free to rate and review this podcast. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please, again, we would love for you to like uh, the video, subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already, and then share. Sharing is caring. So show that level of care for your fellow entrepreneurs or people that you know, excuse me, that want to be an entrepreneur and that you know will gain benefit from this content. Uh, As you heard in the intro, we are excited about today's content as we continue on our series of solopreneur success, and we are going to be breaking down four tips for turning your side hustle into a solopreneur business. I joked about are you ready for football because we are, uh, while we are super excited about this podcast episode, which is episode 59, we are creeping on 60, which we're also excited about. And also creeping on 10,000 downloads for our podcast, which is a a huge milestone for us. We are also excited about the start of another football, NFL football season. Uh, And yes, game one is tonight. So we are excited to pod. We've had some pre-pod conversations. Uh, We had like a three-hour conversation yesterday between talking. Yes, (laughs) and uh, going live on our cold brewing convos. If you ever... Uh, are inclined to to join us for that? You can do so. <clears throat> it's crazy uh, our, too because we had just came off of like seeing each other face to face, like yeah, literally days <laughs> earlier. Than that, you know I mean? So it's not like we've got, like on vacation or it's been a lot like a long minute. Like we hanging nah, out, a good conversation. We up, had, yeah, had a great convo down here down south. You ended up uh, heading back home, and <clears throat> we ended up linking up again. You know, so for some pre production and post production conversation, mm-hmm. uh, and now we are here. Pre-gaming, pre-gaming for the podcast, pre-gaming and podcasting. Um, 
But if you want to join us in our Facebook group, you can do so at the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs Group, plural, uh, where we go live uh, every Wednesday evening. Uh, around 8 p.m. or so, typically at 8 o'clock, uh, where we continue to break down. And we are looking to uh, also secure guests for those conversations uh, as we drink our cold brew and have conversations about different topics, but still pertaining to, again, this series of solopreneur success. So make sure that you're on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, man, so like this recent series that we've been doing around solopreneur mm -hmm. success has really started to resonate with a lot of our folks and listeners like um, you know, I've had folks that have reached out and I guess, you know, the prior series that we've just kind of been walking folks through, we talk about the journey as an entrepreneur and for a lot of folks that can almost seem daunting a little mm -hmm. bit or, um, intimidating to be able to take on like and building a team, building a business, all of these other things. And the idea of being a solopreneur resonates with some of those individuals who may be apprehensive about taking that leap into entrepreneurship because it's an opportunity, it's an easy path for them to monetize their side hustle or whatever skill set they currently have and start on that journey. And so um, I don't know about you, man, but I've just gotten an overwhelming amount of just like folks that are hitting up and asking questions and like, yeah, man, you know, I, I you know, I dabble a little bit with, you know, content creation man i make websites and you know i've done a, a, a couple of websites for people but like i didn't really think about like trying to make it a business or a solopreneur uh, venture until like start listening to some of the things that you guys are sharing and it seems a lot easier than maybe i even thought it would be um and that kind of drove uh you know what we wanted to share with the with the our listeners today specifically around the specific tips that we can provide for turning kind of that side hustle into a solopreneur um, venture. Mm -hmm. um, and like, how do you get that started? You know, I don't know if you're, you've gotten similar feedback or people reaching out or anything like that. Um, not necessarily. I, I have been uh, excited about the engagement that we've been getting on our Instagram page. Um, but not any, you know, kind of specific people DMing me or anything like that about it. Um, I think you are definitely a little bit more in tune uh, with the folks out there um, and, you know, kind of consistently get a lot of uh, some of that feedback, uh, whether, you know, it's people that you know that are texting or, uh, again, having people DM you on these different social media platforms. Um, but, you know, we've we've definitely been talking about this this topic right over the last couple of weeks, but we know the importance of of helping people understand um like it's important to have um multiple streams of income right and sometimes people do these additional tasks or these quote unquote side hustles because they recognize that and they have maybe their nine to five and they realize okay i have additional time during the evening or early morning or on the weekends to do you know again what they're calling this side hustle uh, but it is very um it's very likely and it's it's almost a easy, but there's a, a good chance if you take some of these steps uh, and have a little bit different of focus of really expanding that side hustle and really making it a solopreneur business uh, and, and expanding and scaling it to a point where, no, you can actually replace, you know, the salary that you may be making from your nine to five uh, and even more so, you know, when you're able to, to then get to a point where you're putting 100 percent attention and focus into that uh, that venture that you have. Um, so we've seen it, you know, in our own lives, uh, either personally or again, do through different people that we've uh, we've known. Um, so, yeah, so I'm excited to to help people down this path of what it really means to, you know, to turn that side of hustle into this solopreneur business. And also, it's not uh, again, it's not it's fairly simple. I don't want to say it's easy, but it is fairly simple to make just take a, a couple of additional steps that would get you in the right direction. Now, well said, man, like I think for both of us, you and I, we, the biggest thing that we've seen is a differentiator, you know, between being a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. And we could kind of talked about this a little bit um, around <clears throat> you know, building a team, but even beyond that, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest difference from folks turning their side hustle into real, like really a solopreneur type venture, it really comes down to processes. It really comes down to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, formalizing processes so that you have systems in place where then now you can scale. Like 
right, yeah, maybe I know how to do graphic design. I I know my way around Photoshop. I've been doing it. People have hit me up occasionally for the one-off freelance job, and I've been able to turn a quick buck doing that. But the person that you know is able to turn that type of um, you know skill set into a sustainable and somewhat scalable solopreneur venture is the individual who says, "Okay, well, I need a, a intake process." for people who want my services. It can't just be word of mouth. It can't just be people DMing me. Like, do I have a landing page? Do I have a place Mm -hmm. where I can kind of socialize and share the work that I've already done? Do I have a a mechanism to process payments? Do I have, um, you know, from a liability perspective, like kind of my business and my house in order so that, God forbid, if something happens, like, I'm per- I'm personally protected, and they're going after the business. Um, am I looking at my business funds or my side hustle funds separate from my personal funds, and what does that look like? Like when folks start to go down the process of really establishing those processes, for lack of a better word, like that's when you start to turn the corner from just, hey, this is a side hustle and something that I do to like make a quick buck to, oh, this is a solopreneur uh, venture that. I can actually scale and who knows, even turn it into an entrepreneurial endeavor uh, with some additional uh, investment. And so I agree with you, like when we have these conversations with folks and we really just kind of start to walk them through, even with some of our coaching clients, like just the ABCs of what needs to occur in order Mm -hmm. to establish the right foundation. It's like, it's like you know, we're sitting here deciphering the Rosetta Stone for them because in their mind, they're thinking it's a totally different language. And in reality, like, no, fam, it's 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 a lot more accessible. It's a lot more accessible than you may even know. And so let us translate this for you. Let us break this down for you. Let us walk you through those tangible steps. And so um, obviously, since we've gotten some really good feedback from that perspective, um, you know, as far as our coaching clients are concerned, and again, with the folks that have been reaching out as we've gone through this uh, series on solopreneur, um, you know, being becoming a solopreneur and what does it mean to be a solopreneur, um, it's only fitting that we bring it back to the broader audience and really just spend some time kind of breaking these concepts down. So um, now what I will say is as we kind of touch on these, these are going to be like the very elementary, like just simple, digestible, accessible basics by no stretch of the imagination does this encompass all of mm-hmm. the things that you have to do. Um, and if you find yourself wanting to truly understand, you know, uh, what it all entails and specifically for your situation, how to turn your side venture into a solopreneur endeavor, um, I strongly encourage you to reach out to us at uncompromisingcoaches.com, set up a free consultation one-on-one. We'd be glad to have a discussion with you and really kind of go through where you're at and identify your needs and talk about what the next steps are going to be. But what I am confident about is that what we've laid out over this, you know, your next, um, you know, uh, 50, you know, 50 minutes or so uh, for our listeners are going to encompass like the 80 to 85% of what you need to do in order to set yourself up for success of turning their side hustle into something that is a solopreneur venture uh, that you can actually uh, scale and be able to monetize. Absolutely. So we have four tips, again, that you're going to be able to use uh, fairly simple tips to turn your side hustle into your own solopreneur business. Uh, The first one is to find a business name. Uh, (laughs) Now, again, that these are simple, but they, you know, they can be challenging at times. Right. And it's not just finding a business name, but then setting up that business entity in, in the way that's going to work best for you. Uh, so we know, I mean, we use the example of somebody who is, uh, you know, very, maybe very good at creating websites. Uh, we know photographers um, or people that do photos, right? But again, they haven't gotten to that point yet. And I will say that it is 
it is surprising at how how many people we come across, even that are, are truly trying to be a solopreneur. They know that they want to have a business, but have skipped this step. So not just finding the business name, uh, but then uh, making sure that you're turning that into into a a sole proprietorship, right, through an LLC, which can help to protect you in the case uh, of a lawsuit. Um, you need to figure out um, that process, right, which is definitely going to help you during tax season when the tax time comes around. Um, we'll definitely make sure that we put a link uh, very, and it's, you know, fairly easy to do, and the cost is is fairly minimal. It's not a very large investment. Uh, you can go to LegalZoom.com. We'll make sure that we leave a link in the show notes as well, uh, where you can click on that and go through the steps, again, to, to create that LLC, uh, and then, again, establish that name and legally have it set up as that entity. Um, the next step would then to be open a business account, right? Uh, it's important as you're going down that path to start to uh, to separate your business finances from your personal finances. Uh, and of course, you know, having a business account is the best way to go about doing that. Uh, so a couple of steps, again, determining what the name of this solopreneur business is going to be, uh, making that official and legal through creating your own LLC, uh, and then creating, once you have the LLC, then going ahead and creating your business account, again, for that important step of separating your business finances from your own personal ones. No, well said. And it's not just being able to protect yourself in the event that um, the unforeseen mm -hmm. happens and you know, folks are trying to, you know, sue you like, you know, liability, litigation, whatever the case may be. It also by going through the process of establishing, you know, the actual business and finding out the right business type to establish again, whether it is a sole proprietorship, an LLC, a partnership, an S Corp, a limited mm -hmm. liability partnership. There's a couple of different options that are out there for you. Um, <clears throat> but by doing that, it also allows you to have access to resources that you cannot have Absolutely. as just an individual that's operating with a side hustle. We know, for example, over this past uh, 12 months or so of the pandemic, the amount of legislation that has been passed specifically for individuals who are small business owners to be able to help get you through and give you resources to be able to either update and modernize your business to respond to the you know kind of requirements that it it takes to do business in this post-pandemic environment or how to continue to stay whole because we knew that there was a hit to the economy as to the ways that we traditionally do business um, had to shift. And so maybe you're not getting the same level of demand and all of those things. And while you're retooling, you still need to be able to you know um, pay yourself, pay your people, all mm -hmm. of those things, right? Well, with all of those, um, and I know you guys have seen it out there with the, the PPP, the PPE, because they're two different things. PPP is more about making sure that you can sustain the business, making sure that you're able to pay for you know any of your payroll or pay yourself while you retool the business. PPE, um, the PPE options that were out there were more for being able to give you access to resources so that you can update your business to be able to comply with the uh, CDC, um, you know, regulations or requirements on social distancing and um, <clears throat> safety and all this other stuff. Right. But for both of those, it requires that you have a registered business, not like hey, Dev Devon got the side hustle. I've been, you know, flipping plates you know what I mean? Out, out of my house, like I have to have a registered business and that business has had to have been registered for a certain duration of time in order for me to have access to those type of resources and those finances. And what that allows, what that allowed individuals who took those steps of making sure that they established the business name, established not just the business name, but the also also the legal business entity mm -hmm. and also got like their EIN, which is equivalent to like your social security number. Think about it like your own social security number. It's an EIN. It's basically your social security number for your business. Your business mm -hmm. is a separate person or entity, right? What it allowed those individuals to do is to have access to capital, access to money at basically zero interest or so free money to be able to retool their business or sustain and invest in their business as they got through the worst part of the pandemic. You can't do that 
if you don't take the steps of establishing the business, establishing the name, uh, securing the EIN. And so that's why we talk about why these things are so beneficial. It's not just the protection that it provides for your personal assets, but it's also about the wealth of resources that get opened up to you um, in your business now that you've taken these steps to formalize your business and your business entity. And the investment is worth it. It's going to pay dividends. Like when you think about it, maybe you're not in the best um personal situation or position from a, um, a credit perspective well the beautiful thing is when you establish the business entity and you establish the um you know whether it's an llc or a limited liability partnership or sole proprietorship whatever the case may be well now when you ask for, when you go to seek out loans and um other additional resources it's not predicated off your personal credit it's mm -hmm. predicated off of the credit um, or you're establishing credit for your business entity. Um, and uh, obviously, we're not tax professionals by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we strongly encourage you to seek a tax professional who can guide you properly on all the benefits that are available to you as an entrepreneur who has taken the steps to properly establish their business um, so that you can understand what you can write off as a business expense. How does that impact maybe the space that you're living in? Is there a portion of your utility bill, your services that you're using in order to run your business that also coincide with what you're using personally that you can write off? There's a lot of um, benefits that are available. We strongly encourage you to reach out and talk to those folks, but I will tell you a hundred percent, you know, 10 out of 10 uh, accountants, tax professionals will tell you if you have a business, if you have a side hustle, if you have something that you're using, a skill that you're using in order to generate revenue and monetize, you need to take this step and invest and protect yourself, mm -hmm. uh, but also open up a whole new world of possibility from an access perspective that you can't get if you don't do these things. So, yes, it does start with establishing the name establishing the entity and it's also you know with establishing the name it's about establishing the brand mm -hmm. like you know if you're looking at making it a solopreneur venture or entrepreneurial venture you have to establish the brand you have to protect the brand um you guys will be surprised um just how many businesses are out there if you go to file the dba trust me we know we've done those things multiple times in our uh, in our lives as we've taken on different entrepreneurial endeavors and um you want to make sure that you have all of the legal protections necessary to be able to protect the brand, protect the name, to carve out that niche and really differentiate yourself in the marketplace because you've taken the steps that maybe others haven't. And so now you have rights and ownership over that name, over that brand, over mm -hmm. you know what um, what it means in the marketplace in a way that others don't because they didn't take those steps. So, yeah. <clears throat> No, nah, I'm glad that you said that because that was another thing I was going to to touch upon is, uh, like you mentioned, just the different tax benefits as well uh, from having your legal entity set up. Uh, so that was number one, y'all, is find the business name, make sure that you make it a legal entity through an LLC or something of that nature, set up your business account, and again, get that professional help from an account that will be able to continue to express all of the different benefits that come along with that. So the second tip that we have for you to turning your side hustle into a solopreneur business is research your market. Um, we really appreciate and love this tip. This is you know, one of the, the main components uh, of our program from Purpose to Profits. Uh, we're actually at that stage right now with the gentlemen that we have that are going through our alpha test. Uh, it is so important to be able to, to number one, really identify and define who is your tribe. Uh, who are these individuals that you feel that there is a true connection with based on your purpose, your mission, uh, and the people that you feel most comfortable working with and that you know have the type of problem that you have a solution for, <laughs> right? Um, as you're going through that process, it's really starting to research that. So you may have to, depending, again, if you're just doing this as a side hustle, you may have to research that market a little bit more to really narrow down your your niche and that target market and then really turn it into a tribe. We do go into detail, uh, again, within our program about what the difference is between target market niche and then that tribe and really making that connection with that group of individuals. Uh, but doing something as a side hustle, again, is a little different than uh, making enough right to earn a full income. Uh, when you have that opportunity to really dive into a particular market, 
this can be a, a really unique position to know what niche right is going to be most profitable uh, that way you can jump right in there and start to to continue to maybe if you're making some money already to scale that to increase the revenues that you're looking to to earn so that you again concern can turn this side hustle into an actual business that not only um, takes the place of your income that maybe you're getting from, from an employer. But again, once you get to that point, now I can put all my energy into it. Now I'm even probably making more money than what I was making while I was employed uh, with another person or another business. Um, so do some research and decide you know, where your market is. Uh, and again, then start to, to really um, take those certain steps to determine who that tribe is and then find them where are they at offline where are they at online and then start to engage with that with that group uh, start to connect with that group get them to know you like you trust you as you start to establish and nurture those relationships the ability to then provide a solution again to whatever their pain points and their problems are are going to come that much more easier for you fact that like you kind of touched on why we emphasize this so much in our program from purpose to profits and we talk about the, you know not just finding your niche but also finding your tribe mm -hmm. um it's important because especially for you know the, the solopreneurs out there the entrepreneurs out there i think a lot of times unfortunately when we think about hey i'm gonna start a business i'm gonna be an entrepreneur i'm gonna you know um you know i, I gotta go out to the market i'm going into the marketplace um to be able to generate sales um, we immediately think about, you know, having the same type of market share for our business as like a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk. Like we're looking at these unicorns and what our program is actually able to kind of share with these entrepreneurs is, um, because looking at it or comparing yourself to somebody like an Amazon can be an intimidating task to say, man, well, how do I, you know, how do I market that? Like, how do I grow my business to the point where I have that type of scale? Well, what we're able to do is to let you know, you don't need that level of scale. You don't need that many folks in order to create a legacy, in order to have a million dollar business. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need that. What you really need is you need to find your tribe. You need to find your fanatical tribe. You need to find individuals who are going to follow you, your brand, your purpose, for the reason that it exists. And I think sometimes when you put it in perspective, like of just doing the numbers, it helps to level set why it's so important to have that tribe. Like I'll give you a great example. One of the coaching clients that, that we're working with right now, uh, you know, grooming professional, grooming consultant, um, <clears throat> and we're just running the numbers, right? We're just talking about the numbers and he has a, a really large book of business. Um, Fortunately for him, he's obviously, you know, grown that, earned that over time. He has a really mm -hmm. large book of business. <clears throat> but when you think about, well, man, what does it, what does mean, it mean for me to be a six-figure earner uh, as a grooming professional? Uh, I mean, look, just just run the numbers, right? So you have six figures, $100,000 a year, right? Divide that over 12 months, right? Divide that over 12 months. So you're talking about uh, $8,300 a month. Uh, divide that by you know fifty dollars a cut, right? Fifty dollars a cut. So we're talking about one hundred and sixty-six cuts in the month. Um, divided by four weeks, you're talking about forty cuts a week. Forty. It's not trying to conquer a market of four thousand or forty thousand or four hundred thousand. It's finding those forty, right? So that's why we talk about the importance of being able to identify your tribe and to be able to market effectively. Because what we often see a lot with um, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs who are going down this path is you don't have a clear-cut focused strategy on who you're talking to. You're talking to everybody, which means you're talking to nobody, mm -hmm. right? Because you ha it's, um, marketing is about connection, and connection comes down to um, you know um, communication and communicating effectively. It's not a commercial, right? Um, it's about transparency and about authenticity and you know messaging and branding that resonates with folks. Um, and so... <clears throat> you can definitely carve out a very successful, very successful business um, as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, without having to be the Jeff Bezos, without having to be the Elon Musk, those type of individuals. There are millionaires amongst you 
that you wouldn't know from just looking at, but they found their tribe and they are talking directly to that tribe and monetizing that tribe. They figured out how their marketing works and you can do the exact same thing. So yeah, marketing, finding your niche, finding your tribe <coughs> is so critically important um, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur. Yeah, 100%. So we're, that's actually going to be tip number four. We're going to, we're going to jump into thinking about marketing and going into that a little bit more. Uh, but as we continue to go through these four different steps, number three is create your network. So we've just talked about the importance of really building that tribe, determining what your niche is and doing that market research, but then begin to create your network. So in the beginning, you may be relying on word of mouth, right? Quite a bit to get things going, which is a phenomenal thing to do. You, you hopefully, again, as you're really building that tribe uh, and those group of individuals really the, the, the kind of term that we use right is like those those 1000 true fans those fanatics that no matter what you're going to do or, or again tribe members they're going to be there for your products whatever that is so those are the individuals that are going to be on social media with friends and family in the barbershop talking about you your products your services and what it is that you offer having a strong network in the community can help again with that word of mouth uh, so determining again offline what are groups that you can join what are some organizations out there within your uh, within your city within your town that you can join that's going to allow you to open up and, and build that network and same thing is to be said on uh, social media right there's a number of groups in Facebook and other places and other social media platforms like that where you can join groups of other uh, specific solopreneurs that do the same thing that you do uh, or just solopreneurs and entrepreneurs again we have our own group right the uncompromising entrepreneurs group uh, where we're building this community of entrepreneurs uh, specifically men that have the same type of passions and mission that we have as well um, so when you do that again that allows you to learn from others to glean from others and, and get thoughts um, to be able to have individuals that you can bounce ideas off of as well that may help you again scale differently uh, make a tweak or an adjustment in your business that's going to help take you to that next level uh, but getting out there in the community and having strong connections is so vital uh, to a solopreneur and to continuing to grow your business um, so relying on friends maybe the people again that you meet at church uh, you might meet people as you're you know in the park you have different sports maybe you have a pet you're walking your dog these are all different opportunities uh, more formal networking events again that you can be a part of that's going to help you to build that network and really help you to make that turn to from the side hustle into an actual business uh, that is that is legal that is thriving and one that uh, if you haven't gotten to that point already will replace again that nine to five that you have if again that is what you're looking to do uh, so your network is just so important uh, as time goes on to really consider you know the, the individuals that are going to be an asset and be true partners with you uh, and collaborators with you uh, that will help you think of ways to again to really take your business to the next level uh, and give you ideas and give you thoughts on what you can do um, your tribe man is, is so beneficial for that uh, again that's I'm, I'm as we're talking I'm thinking about uh, week three and week four where we're at right now and some of those lessons that we're taking uh, these gentlemen through um, but it's so cool how you whether it's you know through our comments uh, on our uh, podcast episodes or YouTube or again on different social media platforms where people are hitting you up in the DM you know people not just asking questions but giving thoughts and giving ideas that you can use uh, potentially to continue to grow your business and de and determine and what are those additional services uh, what are those additional products that I can continue to offer to my tribe and the people that are rocking with me uh, so I can continue to add value to them and grow that that lifetime customer relationship and that lifetime customer loyalty yeah what I think is so powerful man about like kind of what you shared is um, the value of connection and collaboration mm -hmm. um, and actually you know you know, I know we started obviously this journey, but <clears throat> I'd be lying if I if I said that I don't feel like to me the most exciting part of our program is really the section where we 
break down and stress the importance of research, like, mm-hmm. how, you know, like how to brainstorm, how to connect and how to research properly, because I really do feel like that's a skill set that's often overlooked, undervalued as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur. Um, and to some extent, I get it. Like, I think back to so I was fortunate enough um, in high school to be um, fairly decent at math. English is definitely my, my stronger subject. Um, no surprise there. I've been running my mouth since um, I could, you know, form words. Um, <clears throat> right. And maybe even a little bit before that, it was just a bunch of gibberish. Um, but, um, I've quickly understood the value of just numbers and math and just understanding that. And so I was fortunate enough to, you know, get some experience, you know, calculus, trigonometry, stuff like that. And I vividly remember we had a, a trig. So we had a trigonometry exam mm-hmm. and the teacher said, <clears throat> you know, we had gone through a, co- a complex um, concept and it was like, okay, we got to, we got to do an exam. Hey, I want you to use the resources that are available to you to answer it. Da, 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 right. And so obviously folks are, you know, kind of limited and boxed in, in terms of their thinking. They're like, okay, cool bet. I can use a calculator. You know what I mean? I can use a calculator. Like, um, I can, um, I can use maybe a little, uh, cheat sheet, you know, that has like some of the formulas that I'm struggling with. Well, we had a handful of folks, um, that took that as, oh, the resources that are available to me. Well, it's not just my book, my, my book, but my teacher's a resource. Like I can just go up to the teacher and I can ask these questions. And you you saw like one or two people start to do it. And then after a while, it started to click for other people like, oh, she is a resource. Like, mm-hmm. why don't I just ask her the question? And obviously, we, you know, folks um, started to follow suit. And, you know, everybody ended up with a really, really strong grade in the class. But I feel like that's part of what entrepreneurs and solopreneurs go through is they're sitting in that class. And you get told that, hey, you can use whatever resources at your disposal in order to build your business. And for whatever reason, we don't think that a resource is Google or reaching out to another entrepreneur that's in that same space and asking questions. For us, resources is what I instinctively know or, you know, um, you know, maybe I'm sitting there brainstorming and figuring out. But that's the extent of my resources and um, what we're here to tell you and what we've been able to show our um, purpose of profits uh, participants is no, your resources are bigger than that Mm -hmm. the power of unlocking google the internet like if you have a question about your business bro google the question like as it comes to your mind refine your search based off of the results like you'll be surprised at where just that and conversations and collaboration and networking can get you in terms of these answers like these things are not you know trade secrets um especially for you know, kind of some of the essential questions that you may have around like the fundamentals of your business. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, each business is going to be different because you have different entrepreneurs, you have different skill sets, you have all of those things. But from a lot of the foundational things that exist in the business, those things are going to be shared amongst people who are having success in your industry. Right. Finding somebody who's doing it successfully, maybe not in the same market as you. So you even eliminate what that potential friction could be of, all right, bet you're a realtor in Orlando and I'm a realtor in Orlando, right? Maybe I don't even want the appearance of potential competition. So let me find a realtor who's killing it in California. Mm-hmm. Let me find a realtor who's killing it in this area and just have a conversation with them about how they've established their business and what I can glean from them and then incorporate into my business. And, you know, lastly, and we've kind of talked about this too, um, and this is obviously what our folks are experiencing, you know, when it comes to coaching um, and working with us as uh, coaching clients too is, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do in order to have that type of collaboration experience or the access to that resource is to invest in the resource, like paying for that person's time, paying for the coaching, Right. Paying to to secure a coach or if you find an entrepreneur who's um, being successful in a certain area and you just want to be able to pick their brain. Hey, Jimmy, I know that you're you're pressed for time. You're running your business. You're very successful, uh, but I would love to have an opportunity to pick your brain for a bit. I know that your time is valuable, which is why I'm willing to even pay you for your time. I'm willing to shoot you two hundred dollars just to have an opportunity like two hundred dollars and lunch on me. I just want to sit down and be able to pick your brain for Mm -hmm. an hour like being able to show that you respect that person's time and what that could potentially mean 
And that $200 is going to pay for itself tenfold if you come in with the right mindset, you ask the right questions, and you take diligent notes, and then you go back and you apply that and you execute that game plan, right? Uh, and so, uh, again, I would just, you know, kind of share with our listeners out there, like when we start talking to you about leveraging your network, when we talk about, um, you know, collaboration, when we talk about leveraging your resources, don't be like, you know, those handful of kids in my trick class that didn't even consider the fact that asking the teacher, right, referencing the book Mm-hmm. Can, is a form of a resource like you don't have to do it on your own and that's what um you know uh what we uh really want to just kind of stress and implore to you all is truly leverage all of your resources because um unfortunately uh, you know it, it's um it's not a surprise as we've continued to kind of learn in this space and you know grow in our craft but there are just so many entrepreneurs that skip that part and it's crazy because as we've started to help them understand it and how to do it, because there is an approach to do it, too. So like mm-hmm. how to do it and to do it effectively. The change in terms of the fuel, the battery in their back. And now, you know, like you and I've talked about bro, DMs from, and messages from some of our clients. Like, hey, I yeah. got I looked at this. I found this. I did this. I did. I did this research. I reached out to this person. This is what I found. This is how I would apply it in my business. You know, there's accelerant on their business and their business growth because they've understood or they found the value and mastered how to research properly. So um, it can definitely be a big differentiator for your business. Yeah, the the research piece uh, is definitely not the sexiest part, right, of, of having a business and being a solopreneur. Uh, and it's it's that work. It's, it's it could be tedious. Uh, it could be time consuming, but those are the foundational activities that are really going to, again, help you establish truly who is your your tribe, where where are they, where can I find them, where can I connect with them. Um, those things are just so important. Again, even networking, where are these different groups that I can start to network that are going to help me to, to run my business. So, you know, it's it's the hard things that need to be done, right? And having the discipline to say, yeah, this is not the most fun thing for me, but I know that this is going to truly help me build a a strong, solid foundation that is going to pay so many more dividends, uh, short term, but definitely in in the long term as well. Uh, And it, it's it's a skill uh, that again, that we teach and that you can learn to develop. But I think it's, if you don't, instinctively have that or naturally have that it helps also build um, that inquisitiveness inquisitiveness and that curiosity that we should all have as a solopreneur as an entrepreneur like i want to learn more i want to get into into some of those details everybody's not like that right and i can be one of those individuals too uh, but i i understand the the benefit of doing that research and digging deep to find out the answers to these different questions Uh, And then it also helps as we get into our fourth tip that we have for you, again, to help you turn that side hustle into your own solopreneur business is how do I take this research that I've done as I've learned more about my tribe and I've started to to think about ways to connect with them, I'm starting to get a little bit of word of mouth, I'm starting to, to network within my community. How do I then start to to use this information I have from a marketing perspective? Uh, As a solopreneur, you're probably not going to have a large budget, uh, even as entrepreneurs and as you know, uh, you may have a a limited liability partnership. Like we don't have a large budget right now for for marketing. Uh, There's funds that we have that we've invested into different things and tools that we're building and back end processes. Um, But that's okay. You know, it doesn't mean that uh, you're completely out of hope when it comes to being able to, to truly show off. You know what you have and really convey to your tribe how you can add value to their life, how you can help them uh, find their passion and and see their dreams and the things that they're looking to do become a reality for them. And again, provide that solution to whatever that pain point or problem uh, it is that they have. You may need to be a little bit more creative, you know, with uh, your marketing. And again, kiss it. Keep it simple and systematic. There's so many different ways offline and online. Online, you know, seven to ten major social media platforms. Do I market on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever? 
it's finding one and doing your best and again Google and research how do I you know make the most of my marketing efforts on this particular platform and just double down on that right and, and do your best to to master how do I market to my tribe on this particular platform as you continue to, to really master that and get really really good at it then you can start to slowly but surely uh, open up into these different platforms uh, and as you get uh, and ability to increase revenue, increase the, the funds that are coming in, then you can maybe, um, again, invest more money into marketing or invest into a, a social media manager or a virtual assistant that will be able to handle some of those responsibilities for you as well. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've definitely um, been consistent in, you know, kind of our belief that content creation is the new marketing mm -hmm. it's a new form of seo and all that good stuff um but i would also say and you kind of touched on this a little bit about like you know especially early on in the in the business or the formation of your business or as you're making that transition from side hustle to solopreneur venture like being able to embrace the things that are not sexy about the startup right mm -hmm. um and so we talked about research and mastering research as being one of those things. Um, you know, again, nobody wants to spend hours and hours going through Google and reading articles and reading information and all of that stuff. But when you find the joy in that, when you find the purpose in that, it can really unlock a whole new level for your business and really help to accelerate your business forward. Well, the same goes with marketing. Sometimes we almost get too fancy or, you know, try to get too sexy and what we try to do from a marketing perspective. Like if your branding is consistent and you're talking to your tribe, um, you don't need to have the flyers, IG posts, TikTok dance video with the transitions and all that other stuff, especially if you're overlooking the simple things like making a commitment to DM folks that could be potential clients, 50 mm -hmm. of them a week. Like, we want to spend the time not doing that, not making the the uh, contacts or reaching out and spending more time trying to stew over and overthink the social media posts and what our social media schedule is going to be. In reality, what's going to be the biggest return for our buck or biggest return on our investment is just doing the 50 DMs. It's emailing people is reaching out it's making phone calls it's those kind of basic fundamental things that can be the biggest difference from a marketing perspective over the flashy glossy um social media posts that i you know created in canva and inverted and put the filter on it then went to unsplash to get the vector free royalty image mm -hmm. and all right cool you did all that for 10 likes bro when you could have invested that time in reaching out to 50 people who you know they fit kind of your avatar of what your tribe is. And that's going to be a, a quicker way, a better way for you to secure a new client. So yeah. um, when you think about uh, marketing, it's again, it's about having clarity in who your tribe is. It's about uh, being clear in your brand and consistent in your brand and how your brand is represented. Um, it is about doing the unsexy stuff um, in addition to also thinking about, yeah, like your social media presence. Because I, what I'm definitely not saying is you need to negate those things mm -hmm. by any stretch of your imagination. Like you have to be where people, you have to meet people where they're at. That means yes. if people are on Facebook, if people are on IG, if people are on TikTok, if people are on LinkedIn, you need to be in those places. To Jimmy's point, you're going to be... Um, best served by focusing on maybe a few of them and going all in again, like you've heard us say before, right? An inch wide, a mile deep, going all in and really mastering that and being consistent more than mastering it, being consistent there. But my only caution, my cautionary uh, claim or tale is don't spend all your time fixating on these dope social media posts when you know that. The real thing you need to do is kind of the less sexy grunt work, and you're pushing that off. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, not wanting to do leg days in the gym. Everybody wants to do buys and tries and chests because that's what typically people see. Um, but yeah, that's it's, not it's where the strength comes from. That's not where exactly. the power comes from. <laughs> exactly. It's about doing the uh, the hard things 
Uh, and again, those foundational uh, pieces that are really going to help you have sustained um, impact. And that, that that really gets back to to what we really try to to connect people uh, with in and what we help them right is pursue your purpose, create profits, and build a legacy. Um, as you have these foundational things in place, and again, build a strong foundation for your business, it is going to help you to reap benefits again for for years and years to come. So you may have started out as a side hustle just to you know make a little bit of money, but these high, these side hustles can really uh, quickly turn into a successful solopreneur business when you do them right. And again, follow. Uh, there's more to it, but these you know these four simple tips will definitely help you uh, and take you a long way. Uh, and before you know it, you'll soon have your own solopreneur business up and running. Uh, you have this legal entity uh, and, and start taking those next steps again to hopefully, if that's your goal, to replace uh, this nine to five that you have and really turn that side hustle into a true business uh, that will help you to make impact in other people's lives. And again, build a legacy for years and generations to come. So to all of our uncompromising entrepreneurs, uh, we hope that you found benefit again from these four tips that we've shared, uh, especially if you find yourself in that space uh, of I have a couple of side hustles, or I have a side hustle and how do I turn this into an actual business? Um, there you have it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Please show us some love, comment, like, and share this episode. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you want to reach out to us, again, Devon mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. You can go to uncompromisingcoaches.com. You could also connect with us, uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier as well, on Facebook uh, within the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs group. We would love for you to meet us there as well. And of course, uh, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and here within our YouTube channel, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, and of course, all major podcast platforms, you can find us there as well. Uh, stay tuned as we continue this series of solopreneur success. Uh, our next episode, which is going to be episode 60, uh, we're going to focus on top four low-cost solopreneur ideas. So we just gave you four tips on how to turn that side hustle into an actual solopreneur business. Uh, maybe you don't even have a side hustle yet, but you're really thinking about, all right, how do I get this started? How do I become a solopreneur? We're going to give you four low-cost uh, solopreneur ideas that, again, will help you get started down that path. So stay tuned for that. I know that that is going to, uh, again, be beneficial to you, and all this will help us uh, gear up towards the end of the month as we have our next installment of our NBA Mentored by Adversity series. Um, so for myself, Coach Jimmy G, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., and my co-host, Devon Watts, uh, we thank you. Um, and as always, God bless y'all. Stay, Stay encouraged. encouraged. Take care. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.